You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. You know, if you're not on Twitter or if you're not black, you may not realize there's a community on social media that's informally called Black Twitter. It's a place online that anybody obviously can access, but it's a community made wholly of black voices with humor and insight that speak directly to the black experience here in America. Along those lines, a website called Very Smart Brothers discusses modern issues through a witty, intelligent, and decidedly black lens with articles titled 20 Things You Ain't Gonna Do in a Black Household, including Put Your Feet Up on the Couch, Kellyanne Conway, uh, and White People Stuff That Black People Not So Secretly Love, Co-creators Panama Jackson and Damon Young discuss pop, culture, parenting, dating, politics, and yes, being black in America. Joining me now to talk about their website and its place in our culture is Panama Jackson and Damon Young. They are co-creators of the website Very Smart Brothers. Panama and Damon, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, hey, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, Great being here. Uh, so I, I feel like uh, the the space you guys occupy is that space in a lot of African Americans' heads where they say, "That's what I was thinking," but I'm not sure I would say it, or I'm not sure I would write it, or I'm not sure I would put it out there. You guys put it all out there uh, and do it with again this sort of humor often that I think uh, softens the blow of some of it, but also makes, uh, if you are African-American and consuming mainstream media, it's a there's a comfort that uh, I think you feel when you read some of this stuff and recognize yourself or people you know in it. Uh, talk about where you came up with the idea to sort of aggregate all this in in one in one website. Damon, I'll, I'll start with you. Well, um, I mean, VSB, uh, what it is today, is, is a combination of some intentionality and just um, an, an organic nature of the growth of the blog. Because we actually started in 2008 as a, as a site that had a primary focus on dating and relationships. Uh-huh. We were kind of the irreverent and tongue-in-cheek counterpoint to the Steve Harveys and whoever <laughs> else had uh, relationship uh, books out there. And as our blog grew grew in stature and grew in audience, we, um, we started to expand our, um, our content. And now, um, as you said, it's everything from race, pop culture, racism. Um, we still touch on the relationship stuff a little bit more, a little bit, but not as much as we did before. Um, and also, I just want to say one thing really quick. Uh-huh. We actually predate uh, Black Twitter. It blew uh, we were, Twitter. we existed. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't, we're not like, Something that came about that came out of that, right? Out of that, we um, we existed before um, before what's known as Black Twitter did. Yeah. So, yeah. just wanted to say that. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's good. Uh, we can make it. Make sure it's all accurate. Uh, uh, talk about who you feel the audience is for this website, uh, and I by that what I mean is, I mean it's obviously aimed at African Americans, but you also obviously have. A lot of white readers talk about that line there between between those two and and how you sort of have to have to walk it uh, Panama yeah I mean we believe it or not our white readership is a lot higher than you might think uh, every time is, we look yeah. at yeah every time we look at the analytics we're always <laughs> I don't want to say baffled but we're 
we're amazed by how much our readership is composed of non-black people, um, which makes sense to some degree, I guess, when we are when you're speaking about the black experience and there's a certain curiosity around that in the way that we approach it. I guess I can understand why we get so many individuals who are non-black reading. Um, I don't know how well we tiptoe that line. We can be pretty in your face about some of the things <laughs> that we say and the, the approach to it, uh, which gets us in trouble sometimes. You know, we 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 live in a very blunt world, so we tend to be very blunt in the way that we approach these things at times. Um, we definitely aren't thinking about non-black people reading it when we write these things. Mm-hmm. We're writing it with our voice and our perspective. And, you know, we use levity, of course, like you said, to, to soften the blow sometimes, but that blow needs to happen if you if you feel what i'm saying yeah so. yeah uh and and when you do that and do you get i i would imagine that sometimes you're getting some blowback right uh, talk about the the negative responses you might get from some of the pieces uh, that you put on there that even maybe unintentionally uh offend people who are not who are not black you know we um to be quite honest um and and okay so everyone who who writes um and when I say everyone I mean uh, black people who write about race and, and racism <laughs> right? and maybe mention certain political or social or racial issues that are um, controversial or polarizing there's going to be a level of criticism um and sometimes that might be in the form of an angry email or angry tweet or a message left in the comments of something that you write. But for the most part, we our our feedback is overwhelmingly positive. Like I um like we again, we do get negative uh feedback at times and some really hateful feedback sometimes, but I, I would say that the positive outweighs negative nine to one. Yeah, yeah. Um and that and even from uh even when we talk about things that are that are kind of um colorful in, in regards to race and racism I'll invariably get emails from white people who who reach out and say they appreciate hearing it yeah and right. that they you know they they appreciate hearing that perspective and that they never had to think about those things in that way before yeah. so and, and in a way it's almost as if you guys through uh, the bluntness and through the humor are inviting a conversation that is more difficult for people, I think, to have in other in other settings. And it's because of the humor or the bluntness, I guess, that uh, that people are more comfortable, I suppose, dropping some of the facade, dropping some of the defensiveness even uh, that they might feel if these if these subjects came up somewhere else. Yeah, I think that I think that's probably right. We um like Damon said, we often get very interesting emails um typically from non-black readers of t- telling us how you know they this is not a conversation that they've been able to have, but they appreciate the perspective a lot and you know it made them think about things differently than perhaps they they otherwise would. Um like Damon said, mo- you know most of the criticism that we get typically comes from when we write something that perhaps misses the mark and you know we're we're two writers who are writing opinion blogs every now and then we're going to get something wrong. Um, and because of the way that we tend to interact and engage with the people that are, are, are commenting and reading, you know, we accountability usually comes swiftly. Um, but we have I do believe that we have created this space that does open the door for those conversations. And, you know, I like to think that they are happening um, even when we're not even not on the website. You know, it's maybe it's an entryway 
for other people to start those conversations too amongst their group of friends or whatever it may be. Sure. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guests are Panama Jackson and Damon Young. They are co-creators of the website Very Smart Brothers. We are talking about the space this website occupies, uh, the sort of fine line between humor and blunt talk about culture, parenting, dating, politics, and yes, race in America. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Talk about whether you read this website, whether you enjoy this kind of sort of blunt social commentary, you think it helps aid conversation about race in America. Uh, 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today will try to work your comments into the conversation. Uh, I want to talk about some of the more serious content uh, that that you can find on uh, on the website and and sort of how you decide uh, to mix that in with with the things that are that are funny or or more lighthearted. And I talk about a specific piece that ran on March fifteenth called Black 30 and Finally in Therapy, which I think is uh, is a really interesting piece, uh, not, uh, not just because therapy is itself uh, kind of a taboo subject, but that is a particularly taboo subject in the black community. Uh, that piece, you know, it, it stands in real contrast in its tone and approach to something like uh, the 10 most dangerous types of supposedly cool white people, for instance, which is another piece that ran right around the same time. But it is that sort of yin and yang that you guys have uh, uh, struck there that I think makes the site appealing. It just seems like it would be very tough to figure that balance uh, and, and when and where you do the things that you're doing. Well, that that piece, the uh, the Black uh, 30 and Therapy piece, that um that actually came from Danielle Butler, right. who... Uh, Who's one of one of our you know many and for those who aren't familiar with VSB, we Panama and I aren't the only writers. We have uh, several contributors who, who um, write pieces a, a few times a week to you know just accompany the pieces that Panama and I write. And Danielle, who goes by Danny Cow on Twitter, uh, uh, reached out to me on um, emailed me and wanted to submit this piece about her journey and just some of the things that were going through her head. And the thing is, is that there, there's not necessarily an intentionality to to mix to trying to mix up the content to try, you know, to have these uh, irreverent and you know maybe funny pieces, and then you know, okay, we've had too many of those. Let's just have a serious piece now. Um, our process um, is more well. I'm I this this particular topic calls for humor, yeah. or maybe this particular topic calls for you know, more seriousness um, and, and, and and something of that nature. So it's not necessarily us just trying to make it an equal balance. It's just what exists on a site is a, um, is, is what is existing in our heads yeah. right at that moment. And again, if, if there's a topic that calls for less levity, then that's just, what it's going to be, and and if there's a, a succession of topics that call for less levity, then that's just we're just going to have five or six serious topics in a <laughs> row. Um, so, 
so yeah, there's not necessarily like a, a thought about trying to balance yeah. uh, things well, out. It's uh, just talk about what what you feel the call is to you guys in terms of content, though. Now in the era of Donald Trump, when uh, I think everybody who produces journalism of any kind, but particularly opinion journalism, feels like uh, the rest of the world, everything else around you has changed, and so you sort of have to change along with it. What what effect? is Trump's America having, for instance, on, on VSB? You know, Damon and I have actually had that conversation. Um, one day we were looking at our, our homepage and realized that there were in succession like six articles about Donald Trump, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> and we don't want to be a Donald Trump website, even though I think like most, most outlets that write about opinions, you could easily fall into that trap. Almost every day there's probably something else that you could write about Donald Trump, um, in probably not the most positive light, right? I mean, it's especially his effect on, on communities of color um, and minorities in general. So, you know, we, um, Trump's America has presented a, a certain interesting, interesting shift for us in terms of how much we write about politics. Uh-huh. But what we also do is try to keep it very VSB in nature, right? So we don't really shy away from writing about it the way that we've been writing about everything else. So if that calls for humor in some way or if we can find humor in there. Um, ben Carson, for instance, is a very good source of humor. Um, <laughs> See, I'm not sure everyone would agree with that. I think some people uh, think he's You got to very... look at Ben the right way, right? You got to you got to <laughs> yeah. you got to look at Ben Carson the right way in order to see the humor in it. <laughs> that I mean, it's, it's funny and not scary. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it can be and, both. And, and by the right way, you just got to look at him. Right. Right. <laughs> you don't have any special glasses. Or anything, you know? right. Just have to pay attention to the things right. he says. And But you know, and, well, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, interestingly enough, and I, Ben Carson, I think also because he's a black man, we view him differently. Mm-hmm. So the humor kind of lends itself to that because it's like, look at this dude. What in the world is he, this black man who seems to have fallen to the sunken place, um, which is the reference to get out. Like, <laughs> right. How in the world does this does this happen? Like, who at the cookout isn't pulling him to the side? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so much room for blackness in talking about Ben Carson, whereas with somebody like Betsy DeVos, like, there's a different, there's a different type of of understanding of of her and and what she what she's doing. So we approach those things differently because just the topics themselves lend themselves to talking about them differently. Sure, sure. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Damon and Panama, a very smart brother. Stay with us and stay with us on the phones. 313-577-1019 is the number. We'll be right back on Detroit Today. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. My guests are Panama Jackson and Damon Young. They are the co-creators of the website Very Smart Brothers, which looks at issues like pop culture, parenting, dating, politics, and race, all through a decidedly black lens. We're talking about where that sort of sits in our culture today in Trump's America, and an America that is a little more at each other's throats uh, than we are used to seeing. If you want to join the conversation, talk about this website, talk about these kinds of discussions, some of these kinds of discussions that we try to have here on Detroit Today, uh, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number. That's 313-577-1019. 
1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work your comments into the conversation. I'm going to give the listeners just a, a, a little taste of one of the things that I, uh, one of the pieces that I really liked on uh, VSB recently after the Oscars uh, and the sort of um, uh, unexpected or maybe expected uh, racial overtones of the way the awards unfolded that night. Uh, Damon Young wrote a piece in VSB that talked about that that aspect of race. And it said, quote, even as Moonlight and Mahershala and Barry Jenkins and Terrell Alvin McCraney and Hidden Figures and Fences and Viola Davis and Halle Berry's hair received due recognition, it happened during the same show that men like Mel Gibson and Casey Affleck were also honored, reminding us all that the standards of acceptable and laudable behavior for white people, rich white men particularly, are just different. They're allowed more leeway, more opportunities, more chances, and a greater benefit of the doubt. Again, 313-577-1019 if you want to join the conversation. Let's go to Deirdre in Sterling Heights. Welcome to Detroit Today. Hi. Hey, how Thank are you? Thank you for having me. Uh-huh. Um, I say I really, really enjoy um, reading Very Smart Brothers. I've been following you since you had uh, your little dating advice, which was was all pretty common sense uh, information, but uh, it just gave a, a different perspective, uh, male perspective. And when I saw my friend Candace F. post on Facebook that uh, Stephen Henderson will be talking to you guys, I got so excited because I feel like I know Damon. So I was excited for you when you got married. I was excited when you had a baby. So I just want to wish you all continued success and keep writing all the funny, intelligent um, posts that you make, I'm, I'm all in, and I always share, and um, just kudos to you for doing an excellent job. Always. Uh, that's a very sweet thank you. thought. There, oh, well, thank you. Thank you, Deidre. Very appreciated. Uh, it was uh, awesome. She mentioned there, Damon, uh, that, that, that you had, uh, you've been married and had a child. You wrote a piece recently about raising kids and uh, how you still believe spanking is a terrible and cruel form of discipline. That was the headline on the piece, which is also sort of controversial uh, subject in the black community sometimes. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, there, there was a piece that uh, that was published about a week before I wrote that by Stacey Patton in the New York Times, uh-huh. where she she tied, uh, she also took the, the same stance about uh, spanking, corporal punishment being, um, being just a archaic former punishment and she put some historical context in it um and and saying that this was actually a uh i don't know a a disciplinary method that that we've taken from slavery from slavery sure yeah and now i didn't go as deep as as Patton did but i just shared my own thoughts about that and how you know, it, it just didn't make it just doesn't make any logical or moral sense that the only people that we're still allowed to put our hands on are the weakest and most scared and, and the people that that can't defend themselves. Sure. Like we if you spanked a 25 year old and not a five year old, you would go to prison. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we're able to put our hands on these, you know, these tiny little people who are scared to death. And and again, it just I I. I it just never really made sense to me. And people say, well, wait till you have kids. 
and then you'll change. Well, I have a kid now, and I still haven't changed. And it hasn't so, changed your mind, right? And, yeah. I mean, it, again, the idea that the people we love the most also are the ones that we decide to put our hands on, I think, is also yeah. one of those one of those strange ironies. Uh, let's go back to the phones here. Tim in Farmington Hills. Hi. We've uh, only got about a minute, minute and a half left. A call. Go ahead. Yeah, my question was, you know, I hadn't heard of the website, and I, I definitely will check it out. I was wondering if they wrote anything about our good governor, Poison Rick. <laughs> Poison Rick, that's a good, that's a good uh, moniker there. I'm not sure if you guys get the reference, but uh, our governor, Rick Snyder, was responsible in, in at least an indirect way for the Flint water crisis, uh, which which poisoned a lot of folks uh, with lead, lead-tainted water. I think Tim's wondering if you guys have written about it. I don't know that I've seen anything on the site specifically about that. Um, yeah, I don't think, I don't know that we have anything specific. I mean, we definitely haven't responded directly to, to the governor. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Damon, do we have anything on Flint? Maybe. Maybe, Maybe. Um, I, I don't think I've written anything, and, and I, don't, I don't think you have either. Maybe we've gotten a but guess. You, uh, I mean, it sort of something on it. fits in the general. Yeah. The general. It's something we're all very aware of, of right? Yeah, we, we've, right? The conversations mm-hmm. have happened on VSB in our comment sections frequently, actually. But I don't know that we've had anything directly prompting yeah. on the site about um about the Flint water crisis. Yeah. All right, uh, Panama Jackson and Damon Young, co-creators of Very Smart Brothers. Thank you very much for being here on Detroit today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. All right. That's going to do it for me this week. I'll be back on Monday. Hope you will, too. This is Detroit Today on WDET. It is produced by Laura Weber Davis and Jake Neer. Our program director is Joan Isabella. Technical director and engineer is Matthew Trevethan. Associate producers are Addie Wallace, Aaron Allen, and Gus Navarro. And that Detroit Today theme song was composed by WDET's Sam Bobian. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station. See you next week.